everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Call to the Pen. Uh, today we're going to have uh, ESPN and Chicago beat writer Jesse Rogers coming on talking about the trade deadline stuff, especially with the Chicago teams. Um, but Kent, today, yeah, we had some. I got a, we had a couple questions pop up. We love having those. Ooh. Makes our job love easier. It. We can we can just piggyback off each other. And actually, one of my buddies, David Kent, asked. Well, he actually called you out and said, you can't have a lineup full of three hitters. So who in the league would be your ideal one through four hitter? So I figured we start off with a couple questions, then meet up with Jesse. So what do you got? I got, I got, I think I got some. Oh, my ideal leadoff hitter. Let's see. I need a leadoff hitter that doesn't, that does not hit three in the big leagues. Uh, I like Bryson Stott. I'll take Bryson Stott to lead off and two. my two hitter, uh, I don't. I would have said Trey Turner last year, but I can't take Trey Turner anymore. Struggling. I guess the question is, do they have to be healthy right now? They have to be active. You think? I, I think that should be a rule. Uh, it makes my choices easier. I would say you got to right. be healthy. Yeah. I like. Oh, you would Acuna. Say Trout doesn't count. Otani's a two hitter. What's Otani hitting now? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Otani will be my. He'll be my Which three hitter. Trout doesn't so I need count. A two hitter. Yeah, I like Bryson Stott. Now I need a righty that's good contact. Um, uh, I don't know. You go ahead, and I'll, I'm going to think about it. All right, Acuna leading off. Arias hitting second. Oh, wow. Arias. Yeah, you need good contact guy up there. You're going to get on base too, probably. Yeah. Coin flip. If Trout's, if Trout's hurt, we can't use them. Then I'm going to go Otani. He's actually technically a two hitter. <laughs> right. let him hit second quite a bit and then judge oh yeah i like that but judge is hurt Somewhere too got... so if i can't use him that's gonna be that's tough but judge trout can we can flip-flop back and forth but acuna is he a leadoff hitter i think he's a three hitter hitting leadoff but yeah but he's hitting leadoff right now otani's a <laughs> three four hitter hitting second you know it's like yeah i guess what are you gonna do i, I don't know. know i like contact i'm gonna go I like Stott, Arise, and uh, I'm not going to – I'll take, I guess, Otani for Freddie Freeman. All right. I'm all, like going all left, and I want machines, RBI machines. Yep. And you, those guys are going to put the ball in play no matter who's pitching. So. Yes. All right. All right. Weirdest routine or superstition that you played with? And this is kind of based off our our farmer interview. Okay, so, who has the weirdest routine you've ever seen? Oh man, you weren't much. You well, you with your peanut butter and jelly. You you had to have peanut butter and jelly every day. You had the best food possible in the world. You could possibly no. Steve wants to have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I thought that was so yeah, weird. It blew my mind. There, there's a purpose. Yeah, but then what do you see towards the end of the year? More and more guys eating PB and J's. Thank you. Because <laughs> they're fat. They're trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> did I talk about why I did that on this show yet? No, not on this show. There's a, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's all we ate in the minor leagues because because the minor league you know meals were so beat. Yeah, but, crunchy uh, peanut butter. Loved it. So, like, you know how it is. I mean, especially if you're in the bullpen, all of a sudden you get the you know the bubble guts, and you gotta you know go take. You know, go take a dump. Yeah. You don't want to be the. You want to be on the toilet when the phone rings. So I knew if I ate the same thing every day. Plus, I love PB and J. 
<laughs> this ain't gonna mess my stomach up. I am. I'm not gonna get food poisoning. I'm not gonna like ha- eat something that my body's not gonna disagree with. So I just, just like, I'm just eating this every day. This is great. <laughs> it locked me in. I loved it. <laughs> That's a great idea. There is nothing worse than being caught in the bathroom when the phone rings. Well, it almost happened my rookie year. Like it was like two outs. Um, we 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 got like hit a single to take the lead. It's like late in the game, and um. I'm, I'm on the toilet and of course bang 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 cease you're in the game it's like you, you have to get going now there's two outs i'm like oh no like what am i gonna do like i'm freaking out all of a sudden i hear like a crack of the bat grand slam mike cameron and bang 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 never mind you're down they're down you're gonna put someone else in i'm like oh thank you mike cameron it's the worst feeling ever i was sweating bullets <laughs> oh that's the worst that's the worst yeah. feeling <laughs> so from now on i'm like pb and j's dude did you ever play with yeah. Burke Badenhop? Yeah, he's the man. He, that's the guy's out there. <laughs> Where'd you play with him in, in uh, Milwaukee? Milwaukee? Yeah, one year. That was why I sort of learned about Christy. This guy was doing hide-ins all day, every day, left and right, one leg balance. Yeah. I'm like, what is this guy doing? I, th- I thought he was crazy too, but uh, next thing I know, I'm doing it for the rest of my career, <laughs> <laughs> activating my glutes. I had no idea. I was, like, I was like 26 years old. I'm like, Jesus, this guy is just constantly activating stuff. He was, he was, he was awesome. Let's bring in, uh, our old friend, Jesse Rogers from ESPN, who covers a lot of Chicago and basically covers everyone. He's all over the place. He's lucky to keep his job since ESPN's released everybody. So he's doing something right. (laughs) I'd say he's doing a good job until coming on this podcast. I was doing something right. Yeah. It could go go south at any minute now. (laughs) I thought you were going to lose your job in 19 when me and Kins, if we had any sort of struggle, you still had our back. It seemed like that doesn't go very far these days. I feel like you got to bury everybody. <laughs> well, you guys had a good prank war going. I didn't want to interrupt it. Was, <laughs> That's right. What are you getting, getting traded or released? So, um, but it's good to be with you. Speed pass and salt, two of my favorites and two of my favorite nicknames, especially salt. Um, <laughs> if you, if you listen to this podcast, you know why he's got an edge to him. Uh, but it's great to, it's great to cover you guys and great to talk to you now in your next venture here. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, so since you cover Chicago a lot and you know, the white Sox suck, the Cubs are there, you know, they're hovering. So give us a little info. What do you think is going to happen? And we'll just start with the Cubs. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, it's interesting guys. I've never covered a team that really it's coming down to the last week. And I truly think it is. And I think, Jed Hoyer and the team's instinct is to subtract, sell, get the best or the most for Cody Bellinger. But look, if you finish the week before the deadline or two weeks before the deadline with like a 10 and two record and you push yourselves over 500 for the first time, emotion takes over. You, I mean, mm-hmm. you have a big city, a big fan base here. So fan graphs, for example, gives them like a 10% chance of making the postseason. That tells you they should sell. But logic doesn't always play a part. Like, you've got to sort of go with the momentum sometimes. It's a GM's job to take emotion out of it. So I, I'll just say this. If they finish really hot here, I think they're going to add to the bullpen and go for it. The schedule works in their favor. Milwaukee plays Atlanta late in the week, and the Cincinnati Reds play the Dodgers. I mean, if the Cubs don't screw this up, they will gain some ground before the trade deadline. If they gain just enough, a couple games – I think they, they, they probably stand pat or add, and I didn't think that last week. This is how, how it can change, how quickly it can change. Um, last thing, you know, sometimes it depends on your situation. 
the Cubs have sold two years in a row at the deadline. Is there an appetite to do it a third year? Not as much, not as much. You know, when you're making the postseason every year and you have to have a one-year step back, okay, that happens. Well, they haven't made the postseason in several years, and they haven't even done anything in the postseason when they did. So might be time uh, to go for it again. It's probably the illogical move to make, but sometimes you, you make the illogical move. So this final week will tell the story. Yeah, and that sets them up. I mean, if they were to trade Bellinger and get a huge overhaul for a guy like him, you know, that's going to set them up next year for a division that, quite frankly, is probably going to be relatively the same, right? I mean, other, I mean, you know, Cincinnati is playing out of their minds right now with their young guys. Maybe if they add some veteran pieces, and who knows, the Cardinals will probably be better next year. That's that's been a disappointing season for them. But overall, I mean, if that's going to set them up huge for the future in a division that's already pretty weak. Yeah, and look, we talk about trading and then re-signing i mean bellinger is exactly the type of player they need for the future but scott boris is his agent you guys know this he'll take bellinger to free agency no matter what so do you play it out with him with a 10 percent chance of making the postseason and then he walks or do you get something for him and then he walks and then you can make a big bid to, for him to return it's what the yankees did with Araldis chapman the cubs did yeah. it with jason hamill back in 15 16 so there's, again, the smart play, and then there's the emotional play. The emotional play is, hey, we just had a nice little run. Let's keep them. And that might win out. I'm not discounting that. That might win out. But I think up until recently, Jed was all ready to, to subtract. So this final week will, will, will tell us a lot. I think your record tells you who you are, though. I mean, they're under 500. And it's been four months. It's been, yeah, it's been four months. I mean, Bellinger is really their only. I mean, it's not a it's not a playoff lineup. I can see you want to go fix the bullpen, but their lineup is their lineup, and the Brewers' starting pitching is really good. I just, I mean, I'd rather unless they have amazing prospects coming. They're like, we're good. We don't need prospects. We'll roll with it. I could see that, but they just haven't developed many guys. Look, Azalai was their top prospect three years ago, four years ago, and he was a starter, and now he's in the bullpen, and all they got is steel. So we're only bringing up one guy. Besides uh, Nico, yeah. they haven't produced anything. Well, yeah. and here's a pro here's a problem. You've traded you Darvish, you've traded Rizzo, you've traded Bryant, you've traded Baez. Not one of those players that you've traded for is on this team. Not one. Now a couple. Oh, of them no, have had a couple I never put that together. Yeah, a couple of them have had a couple coffee uh, and and such. Even in smaller trades, you traded for you traded Scott Efros last year. One of one of your guys, middle relievers, and you got Hayden Wazowski, yeah. and he lasted here 15 minutes. He's down in the minors. Think about this. They traded you Darvish three years ago, and not one player is even in AAA that they got back in that trade. So whose fault so, is that? Jed's playing the long game. He's playing the long <laughs> yeah, game. How long we got? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 a, it's weird to, to rebuild like that. And so to your point, Steve, they've got a – fast forward this thing if you do trade bellinger it better be for like triple a major league ready players as soon as next season yeah i mean it's not like like I, i'm I, I try to follow the angels as much as i can obviously otani stuff going on it's like what do you do in that situation that I mean that's you hear so many different opinions out there but at the end of the day that's a better division than what the cubs are dealing with right now and it's gonna be a better division next year than the uh, nl central so it's like well, do you hold on to the generational talent and, or do you trade them away and lose your entire fan base? And, you know, Artie Moreno might be selling the team soon and go out as a 
the the owner who's you know traded away the best player in baseball you know he doesn't want to do that so but uh, sorry go ahead it, it just but yeah but let's play the other side of it he walks away in free agency for nothing are you any nothing. less embarrassed are yeah. you any less embarrassed? same thing with bryce Where yep. you get five guys for him the best board of the, the best rental deal haul you'll ever get and then he walks away you know like that's probably the better avenue because i'm yeah. pretty convinced he's not resigning steve you probably know better than i do you played there i don't think he's resigning there i think you know i talked to someone in the business that knows this stuff well like i feel like he's really come into his own like he knows he's the face of this sport and that yeah. face deserves to be in la chicago or new york let's just face it maybe yeah. boston and that's where he's going to end up yep yeah, and it, maybe as a GM, you just got to be a robot and not be emotional about anything. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to be able to get through most, something like that. Look, you guys know this. Most of them are, right? You guys yeah. are commodities, and I think most oh, of yeah. them are unemotional, you know, unless sometimes they get emotional. Like, look, I think the Cubs probably got emotional with, with their 16 Cubs, but deservedly so. Sure. They won them a World Series. Jed and Theo hung on to them, hung on to them, and then, it, the, you know, the, the bottom fell out. But that's a different kind of thing, you know? Yeah, uh, most guys are unemotional come the deadline, and that's why players complain. There's no loyalty in sports. They think. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, they got Bryce. 2018, they trade ended up not trading Bryce, but that was the owner that really turned that one down, and they got nothing for it. And that really backed. Yeah, they won the World Series the next year, but now look at them. They're just constantly trying to climb back to develop anything. Well, it's a great point because what did Mike Rizzo learn from that? Or not Mike Rizzo? Maybe ownership. He trades Juan Soto, gets a great haul. Granted, not a free agent, but so he got more for him. But Mackenzie Gore is good for them. Um, James Wood, uh, uh, the shortstop. Abrams. Abrams. Look at that haul. So it's such an interesting thing. I mean, if the Cubs don't trade Bellinger, we'll never know the prospect they don't get, right? And if they do, that prospect may never turn into anything. But the point is, it's a numbers game. The more prospects you get, the more are going to end up being – major leaguers well you throw 100 at the wall you know one's gonna stick or 10 are if 10 percent stick 10 are gonna stick if you only have 10 prospects one's gonna stick so it's 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 a numbers game and that's where again the smart move for jed or for perry maniason is to trade otani to trade bellinger but there's an emotional attachment there's a fan base there's ownership there's a lot of other things at stake or that play into this yeah i say the angels got to get Everything they can for Otani. He's got to go. Like I'm looking at their lineup. I'm like, we got Moustakis hitting fourth who signed a minor league deal in the, I don't know, the last day of spring training or something. Like, well, they there's Eduardo Escobar. They're trying everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, so, dude, tr- Mike's shelf life is only going to be so long before you can have another opportunity to play in a playoff. So I think Perry feels the weight of that. He's just pushing as best as he can without also losing his future. You know, it's it's a tough dynamic, but – Dude, weird thing <laughs> I hate to say it, this. If you're him, you gotta, you just gotta pull the trigger. I, I think so too. But, but check uh, to your point. Like, what's what's more likely to get Mike Trout in the playoffs? Keeping Otani for two months, eight games out or whatever, or trading him for major league, hopefully ready players that could help Trout get back in. That's the dynamic. By the way, Salt would make a good GM because talk about unemotional. He would just cut anyone. He cut his best friend. He don't care. <laughs> no, that's cut true. Cut you in a heartbeat. <laughs> He's a teddy bear inside. 
They cut me in a heartbeat. I'll cut them in a heartbeat. I don't care. Salt, salt, salt hit me in the knee, in the kneecap with a heater in Colorado and dropped me. I thought, I, I thought my career was over, and it was just a bruise. And then and he, went out he was and in. He did. That's why he did it. He wanted me out of the back right. in the bullpen. Maybe that's why we played better. But I got hurt. <laughs> Anyways, he's in the training room, like devastated, like, uh, like I just like lost my leg, like about to cry. It looked like and. Like, man, this guy's softer than me, I think. Did you see yourself? You got carted off. Are you kidding me? Like, I thought you were done. I thought your leg broke. By the way. I thought it was done, dude. I thought it was done. But this is how nice the guy uh, C-Sheck is. I mean, I think daily in the second half of one of those seasons, we would come to you and ask you, is Joe Madden using you too much? And you you always gave the politically correct answer. Because I think one of those years, your arm was going to fall off. I mean, what was the, what was your max appearances with the Cubs? You remember? Was it 70, 80? I hit eighty, and then eighty-one with that playoff game. The last four days, uh, the last four games, I threw in. It was awesome. My arm hurts just hearing that. <laughs> I loved it, it though. So, but dude, the, we Brent, like Kent and I talk about it. The thing that made it possible was I was able to get early contact and keep my pitch count low. So I felt pretty fresh for the most part. The problem was when September hit, I kind of there was one game. I don't know if you remember this. We got rained out in extra innings. I think against the Mets or maybe the Brewers. And then the next day we started at eleven o'clock, and I ended up starting that. You know, pitching the. I threw one pitch, showed up the next day and pitched at eleven, and my elbow was just killing me. I don't know what happened. I was just kind of wearing it <laughs> for the rest of the year. And even Joe's like, dude, are you okay? Like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Just <laughs> hit me with a dose pack. Like, I don't care. We'll get through it. You know, it was yeah, a grind. I love it. I love it, though. No, I know you guys did. You guys were fortunate <laughs> in 18 and 19 trying to get back to the promised land. That was the second half fades were tough, man. That was tough. I remember Daniel well, Murphy standing up there and just being like, I, I have no answers. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough because. I mean, Kins has had playoff experience. That was my shot. Like when I signed with the Cubs, I'm like, I looked yeah. at my wife, I'm like, this is it. Like I was fired up. I was so hungry. So I'd do anything, you know, to try to make the playoffs and be a part of a team like that, as I was the years prior. So I don't know. We, I think we were just hungry. Me and Kins, Kins coming over to a new team, and so on. So yeah, yep. you yeah. That, what we have a five game lead in September, and we collapsed. That was that was tough. Well, timeout. Well. I, we didn't play terrible though. The Brewers lost what two or three yeah. games that month. Yeah, true. You know what I mean, what? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's tough. Like, what are you gonna that's do? True. So it's tough, man. You win a World they Series got hot. with the Cubs. You win a World Series with the Cubs for the first time in 108 years, and then everyone thinks you're gonna do it for the next three years. It's. Yeah. I, I recognize that it's not an easy task, man. It's not. You know, climb yeah. that mountain again and again. It's hard. No, and then that 20 hey, Cubs run into an absolute bus of a closer in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but boy, that sideline reporter—that that sideline reporter was great, though. That we did have a good sideline reporter. He tried to like set it up, set me up for failure just to get me going. Great <laughs> matchup with David Bodie. Are you Bode. kidding me? <laughs> I mean, C. Shack. I said one negative thing, supposedly negative, and he's all over me. I said David Bodie's a pretty good matchup for for against. Uh, Kinsler because he's a low ball hitter and Kinsler's a sinker ball. Totally. Perfectly innocent statement. And five minutes after the game's over, my phone's blowing up. They, he just beat <laughs> the Cubs in the playoffs and he's pissed. But that's salt. That's salt. That, that's salt in a nutshell. But you're right because, I mean, remember the Madsen? Remember the Homer, the Grand Slam he hit off Madsen? Yeah, down and in sinker. You don't think I'm not. You can't throw that? 
You miss in. Bodie's going to no, send it down to and in. I know. Don't miss it. What did I always yell at Bodie? What did I yell at Bodie every day? Not Stop swinging at what? The high fastball. But <laughs> yep. Steve, this was after I said, it, quote, Brandon Kinsler's the best reliever on two different teams two years in a row, meaning the Cubs and then the Marlins. Then I said, Bodie's a pretty good matchup for Bodie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. That's down. Compliment sandwich. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Three fast- <laughs> he took three fastballs. See you later. Literally did not swing one time. Oh, I knew Baez had no chance. I knew Baez had no chance. That was the final out. Wasn't Baez the final out? No. By when Baez, punchy, come on. Then oh. Bodie and then Kipnis was the final out. Oh, okay. I anyways. just remember Baez okay. had no chance. I had to make sure I got that in. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so he took one jab at you your entire career. You just had to let right. him know. He had, to, he had to let me know. <laughs> hey, I got a question well, for you. Like, what, let me, I, got, I got a question for Jesse. What, what yeah. do you, what's going on with the yeah. White Sox? You cover Ooh. you cover them too, right? Like, yeah. Man, when I was I there do. in 2020, it's only three years removed. I mean, I know they don't have Obreu, who's a great leader for that team. But like, I was like, this team's built to win for a long time. I was thoroughly impressed from top to bottom. Like, young guys throwing gas. Like, it was incredible. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a deeper, Uh-oh. nuanced question, but the bottom line is, they get hurt too much. You know, just mm. month after month, it's a got someone going down, and they've never had a full complement of players. Now, is that flukish, or are they injury prone? Did they, did they, you know, sign up guys to long term deals that aren't staying in shape? You know, I don't know all the answers. I think there's some, some nuance to it, Steve, but. Um, it feels like they peaked there in 21, you know, when they made yeah. the play, playoffs those two years. And it's just been downward ever since. Um, it's not put together great. You're right. that You look at the names, it looks decent, but it's a lot of DHs. It's not a lot of gold glove caliber players. It's a lot of corner guys, left field, right field, first baseman, DH. Um, not a lot of athletes, to be honest. Um, and the athletes you think they have are somewhat brittle. You know, even Tim Anderson, who looks like a guy that has no body fat, he's been hurt a lot. And Luis Roberts been hurt a lot. These guys look, are a couple of physical specimens. So it's been weird, Steve. No one's really put their finger on it. They didn't finish off the rebuild, but that's a whole other story. Like, they didn't spend at the end, you know, to add. Mm-hmm. But even the guys that are here have underachieved. And part of it is just staying healthy. They haven't been able to do it. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, the Angels are in the same boat. I get, I'm bringing them up again, but it's like the, it's literally the same thing. That 2021 year, we had guys dropping like left and right. And next thing we know, we, we're just running through the minor leagues trying to fill roster spots, and you can't win like that. Yeah, I didn't realize they were going through that many injuries. I mean, because I, like I said, that lineup was so stacked though in 20 in 2020 and 2021. I'm like, man, his team's gonna win a World Series soon. But yeah, it's been disappointing. Well, the, other thing, the other thing is, and it reminds me of the Cubs at the end. Sometimes if it's the same group and they're having success, if you get figured out, you got to make some adjustments. The Cubs offense in 18 and 19, I feel like the league learned what to do against them. It's the White Sox kind of too, and it comes down to chasing a lot. You guys know this. Once you figure out a lineup or a bunch of players in a lineup are going to chase, like Luis Robert is great. He chases a ton. And this yeah. team has been at the, at the top of the list in chasing since 2020. But it sometimes doesn't catch up with you until the whole league figures it out. And so you don't if you don't have to throw a strike, Javi Baez, great example, man, that, that's got to be a great, great um, feeling for a pitcher. I can get this guy out without throwing a strike. 
Yep, totally. Pretty much. I also want to know what's going on with the relievers. Every reliever they sign does not pan out. Like, something's going on. Craveman's yeah. throwing well now. Yeah, Graveman and Joe Kelly have had their, their good moments, and certainly when Liam was healthy, there's another guy they lost, you know? Yeah. So there's been moments. Um, Ronaldo Lopez was put in a bad spot early in the season when Liam was down, so he shouldn't have been in high leverage. I don't know. Uh, the lefties have not been good. You're right about that. Aaron Bummer, Jake Diekman to start the season haven't been good. They don't have a they haven't had a good lefty in a couple of years to be honest. So that's been a problem. But I think their bullpen's been as volatile as any bullpen. You know, ups up, ups and downs for them. I'm guessing it's more of a culture thing. I think something's going on with clubhouse. Like you just they're so talented. I don't. There's a yeah. there's something going so, on. So Steve, maybe you can you can tell me because that you're right. There is something there. And what I think is missing is just, I'll just give you a player's, a Bryce Harper type, even if it's not that t- same talent. Jose Ramirez type. Guys that just won't be denied, you know, that just their motor goes all the time and they're talented. Sox yeah. have talent. Right. Or maybe they have a guy with a motor, but they don't have a, a, a couple players that just will carry the whole squad. And Abreu had a little bit of that. But maybe only with the Latin guys, you know. I just look at like Jose Ramirez in the division, like that's a manager's best friend because he's talented and he just will play his ass off. And I don't necessarily right. see that with the White Sox. Oh, dude, Jose Abreu. Yeah, you're right about that. He was he was a machine. So, I mean, if there was a guy in scoring position, he's gonna find any sort of way. At least back when I was there, to get him yeah. in, it was it was impressive. And he was hungry. He he was great. Took the young guys under his wing in spring training, made them show up at like five in the morning to go train. Like, you know, you lose a you lose a guy like that, and I know he's diminished a little bit over the years. He's getting older, but like, um, you need guys like that for stability when things go south. Kent and I talked about it with the Reds. You know, having Joey Votto is going to be huge for them when he came back. Because yeah. um, young guys, yeah, you ride the highs, but when the lows hit, now how are you going to handle it? Those guys have been through the fire, so losing a team leader like that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, who knew that Abreu was needed just for this team to be 500 last year, right? You know, and now he's yeah. gone and the bottom falls out. So they're really a mess right now. I'm not, you know, they're going to move all their pending free agents. Lucas Giolito is going to get moved. Lance Lynn might have something left in the tank if it's the right spot. He's oh going to get friends. moved. He's got some swing and miss, but he's been getting hit by lefties. Um, Gra- Graveman, Kelly will be moved. I'm froze. Um, you know, position player-wise, though, Eloy's not really tradable because he's injuries. Tim Anderson's the big question mark. I think they, I think a change of scenery would be good for the team and him. Um, but I don't think, you know, the Dodgers just traded for Kiki Hernandez, so I don't think they're going to pick him up. They'd have, a team would have to move Tim Anderson to second base, to be honest, at least for the rental, you know, for two months here. But uh, I don't think Tim Anderson's a long-term solution here with the White Sox. Yeah. One other team I'm interested in, Jesse, before we let you go, is the Mets. What in the yeah. world? <laughs> like... They got a billion dollar roster. Like, what are the Mets going to do? Yeah, mm. I think it's another good example, whether it be the Mets or the Padres, where you you guys know this better than I do. You got to have a team that fits. You just can't spend money randomly on big names yep. and think it's all going to work. You need grinders along with big names. You got need guys in their prime because at any moment, a 42 year old is going to show his age. It just. Uh, more than the Padres, the Mets were just put together poorly, though, like, no one knew that for sure, because who knows, maybe Verlander and Scherzer still have that magic left in them. 
but there's always that possibility that they don't. Um, anyway, and, and Lindor's kind of probably underachieved more more than you know that oh, yeah. wanted. I think they're going to try to move some of that money off and then spend again in the off season. Like, there's just no point in if someone will take Scherzer or Verlander. I think you do it right. I think you make yeah. those moves. You, you know, what's the point of keeping those that salary at that age? So yeah, it's it's a it's some sort of a sell for the for the Mets, but he'll go right back out in the market and spend again. Yeah, I yep. love it. Yeah, talk about um, we talking about earlier teams with good chemistry and making the right moves, fitting the pieces together. I mean, the Braves haven't made. I saw some something on Instagram, like you know, what is it? They're like their their core group is signed what through twenty twenty seven or something like that. Might be a yeah, little bit long, part. but dude, yeah, and obviously they're hungry. They they show up year in and year out, always with a chip on their shoulder. That seems like an awesome culture to play for. And those guys, obviously, I mean, those guys took like brutal contracts, a couple of them too. Like, I think it's because they just wanted, they love it there. They love the culture. Forget it. I'm here to win. Well, it's a couple of those things. I think you're right. They're sort of the envy of the league. Um, You know, notice they don't have nine forest clients around the diamond. You know, that's how you get those, you know, market deals. I think that's purposeful in a way. Um, I think Scott does a great job, but if you want to, sign your guy up to a hometown discount, he's probably not the agent for you. So that is just a machine that's working. And they they combine some old school and new school. I mean, Brian Snitker's an old school guy, right? And Ron Washington's old school or just old. So, uh, (laughs) but they certainly combine the new school is home runs win, right? You don't need speed and defense and stuff, even with the new rules. They just went on home runs. They won a World Series on it and they're going to smash all sorts of home run records this year. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's they got a nice little machine going there for sure. They develop. Look at the pitchers coming up. Develop, 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 mm-hmm. left and right. That's how they can get away. That's why they go pay like a Charlie Morton fifteen million dollars all the time because yeah, they're paying all these other guys minute league minimum, and the other guys are producing. It's great to watch. I yeah. love it. Yeah, young, and they have, it's not like the the system's not Michael Harris. You know, they're they're producing young guys, bringing in yeah. veterans. It's just uh, they're, they're they're the envy of the league right now for sure. Right, yep, for sure. All right, Jesse. All right, hey, you got anything else for Jesse? I do. I want. I want to do a random question I got from a buddy of mine, and since we're relievers, it's a closers question. Start, bench, or cut? You ready? Yeah. Emmanuel Classe, Felix Batista, or Camilo Camilo Doval? Ooh. Um, <laughs> last year, I would have putting together a championship team. Last year, I would have said Classe to start. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Doval. I think wow. that guy's great. He's nasty. Uh, Class A bench, and who's the who's the third? Batista, Felix Batista. Yeah. He's good too. I mean, he's a tough one. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll go that route. I'll say I'll say cut there. Not, well, I would, I would I'm going a different direction, but I'll ask Kintz whenever he comes back. I gotta go. Yeah. Um, Class A Batista Doval out. I know Doval's good as tough, but. I see right. more yeah, of those. I, 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 I kind of like the new kid on the block. I'm sort of a, I, I'm a bandwagon guy. Duvall, you know, I, I jump, I'm jumping on his bandwagon. All right, all right. So what is it? Who? What's the first one? Start, right. Classe, start, or yeah, start, cut, or start, bench, cut. Duvall, start, bench, cut. Classe, okay. Batista. Start, bench. I start Batista, bench Duvall, cut Classe. We we answered 
three different ways. Three different. The three of us. Yeah. <laughs> that either makes us dumb or, or well, truly. Class A is declining. Class A is on the we'll decline. See, we'll see who comes out at the end of the year. That's why I bench Class A. I like the new kid, Duvall. That's why I said start yeah. him. And I cut the yeah, he throws a billion, but he has a slider. Class A has one pitch. I mean, I get it's one pitch that throws a hundred, but right. It's, well, the, it's, it's, good stuff. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All, All right, right Jesse, thanks, thank thanks you for, for uh, yeah, trade deadline you special. You got it. I wish I had more answers about the Cubs. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, there, I'm telling you, their head says to trade Bellinger, their heart says to keep him and go for it. We'll see which one's out. All right. They can ask I'm us. We got all the answers that they want. Yeah. Kansas yeah. is never wrong if you haven't noticed. No, so. no just ask him. When in doubt, right. just give him a call. Great seeing you too. <laughs> Better, right, Jesse. Thank you. Goes well. Be, stay in touch. Talk soon. We'll do. See ya.